On this episode, we review our recent trip, which included stops at Universal's Mardi Gras, Disney's Flower and Garden Festival, and a stay at the Sheraton Vistana Resort. Today is March 10th, 2023. This is episode 546 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey guys! Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. And then if you hit that subscribe button, you're going to get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World, it can be overwhelming and at times just downright frustrating. But don't worry, Mouse Dining removes the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. All right, before we get into today's episode and trip review, uh, we have two corrections from the last two episodes <laughs> um, that I will say in our minds we were well aware of, but that day that we recorded, we did three episodes that day. Um, we had a, we're getting ready for the, the weekend that we're about to talk about in this trip review. Just, I don't think our minds were quite right with it. <laughs> so if you go back to episode 544, which was about the voice actors who've done multiple Disney roles, uh, we are both aware that it was not Bonnie Hunt and Twister. It was Helen Hunt. Yes. Um, but those that brought that to our attention, cause I'll be honest, um, sometimes somebody will message me something like that and they'll be like, it was Helen Hunt. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just don't even remember saying certain things sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we go through the episodes and have a conversation, but it'd almost be like you you having a full conversation with someone and then them coming back the next day and just going, no, it was Helen Hunt. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? Remember yeah. we were talking about Twister yesterday? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, the other one is the voice actors who've done a single character, uh, episode 545, uh, Eddie Murphy. And I know Ron has mentioned something about him singing in the past. I only briefly mentioned him as James Brown uh, doing the hot tub scene in SNL. I, I don't know that you're aware of the song, but in 1985, he had, uh, we think what the kids call it now, a bop. A bop. <laughs> Party All the Time, which is an outstanding track. I've listened to it many times. I actually love the song. I have no idea wh why funny. it did not come to my mind. That's funny. So I did want to just, so people don't think we're well, complete and I, idiots. And I will say too, back with Bonnie, as soon as I was like, is she the one in, she's the one in um, Twister. I, I immediately just went, yep, that's her. And we moved on. But I think I also second guessed myself. Yeah. So I, yeah. Everybody, I yeah. thank you. and No, yeah, and we, we really wrong. do. We do thank you for pointing those types of things yeah. out because we always want to be as accurate as possible. But it's one, I mean, especially when somebody messaged me about Party All the Time, I was like, I messaged them back and I was like, the saddest part is I love that song and I know it very well. I have no idea why it didn't come to my mind. So um, there's that. But we are going to talk uh, about our trip uh, last weekend, which included stops at Universal Orlando for their Mardi Gras, uh, International Flavors of Carnival. We stopped at Flower and Garden. We had a stay at the Sheraton Vistana Resort, uh, and we went to Lacey's uh, Contest of Champions dance competition. Yeah. So we will touch on all of those, starting with Universal's Mardi Gras, uh, International Flavors of Carnival, uh, which is from February 4th and is going all the way up till April 16th which is good that's a good nice. yeah and 
we're gonna we're gonna kind of touch base on what we experienced during our brief morning there. We are going back uh, this coming week, mm-hmm. and we will spend a lot more time eating. We will go ahead and check out the parade. Yeah. Um. So we'll be able to bring you another kind of update mm-hmm. about that yep. trip. Um. We're we'll be on March sixteenth. We'll be seeing the parade on April thirteenth. Uh, Rhonda and I are riding the float uh, yeah. as annual pass holders. We'll come back neat. and we'll talk about that as well. Apparently, we get to um throw beads we do get to i'm excited that's going to be something that we think i want to never done you want an outfit i think like i think i want a mask i want a suit i want to look like that would be cool we saw the masks there Mm -hmm. you can talk i mean well let's talk about the tribute store because the tribute store has moved from the stein building yeah next to mummy returns uh it is now located in williams of hollywood in the previous annual pass holder lounge um the tribute store each season i think is one of our favorite things to visit it is really cool what did you think about this year's tribute store in the new location Well, first of all i didn't know you could actually go to different rooms honestly in this because we were walking in and i thought it was just going to be everything in this one room but so we did move through um a couple different rooms um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little let down. Yeah. It was sad to see it moved. Um, I think because they do such a good job at the other place and they have so much to do with it. They have so much ability to do. Yeah. Whereas here it was very small and they didn't have a big to do about it like they didn't have and then i'm thinking where's all the stuff at like from past years like that stuff's got to be in storage like, yeah well, what are they doing with the other well, building uh i'm not i'm actually i don't i'm not sure i i know somebody will probably message and say what they're doing with the the old tribute store area and the location um i just thought it was just underwhelming in general based on what we used to get yeah was more like it's it's one of those we got i mean you don't want to play the comparison game but it's hard not to because when you compare it to past tribute stores this was not as good if this was the first tribute store we had ever gone into we'd be like this is really cool you know what i mean yeah and, and i, mean, I think sweets were still there yeah um i i think for i think both of us went in with all these high expectations and immediately were let down so we kind of closed off and didn't really take the time to look at the detail mm-hmm. so when we go back here in a couple days i think we ought to take the time to say you know what let's actually take a look at the details i was trying yeah and Again, they have them and they're neat and they're there, but there's so much on a smaller scale yeah. compared to what it was. Yeah. So we'll give it another shot, though. Yeah. Um, it's still great. They have wonderful merchandise and you 100%. saw those masks there and earrings that you might pick up for when we ride the float. Right. And what is nice, too, is that they are in other places. So it's not just the tribute store. Um, they do have the merchandise. Them. Yes. Yeah. They have all the merchandise in other places like merchandise places like the big store. And then there's even a small kiosk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's also nice to know. Although, sadly, the best time to get that stuff is going to be after this ends, uh-huh. <laughs> as we figured out you know, previously, especially oh, yeah. with like Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so what we were mainly here to do, we had Lacey and her friend with us, mm-hmm. uh, but we, we rode some rides. Actually, was not a lot of wait times this morning. We walked on Fallon. We walked on Mummy's Returns. Uh, we walked on Gringotts. Um, and then they, the two girls wanted to split off and, um, ride Hogwarts express and go do Velocicoaster. So we're like, all right, well, here's our time. We've got about a, we've got like an hour, hour and a half window that we can probably try some things. So we went ahead and just kind of started 
wandering around and, and hitting a few booths. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about those items. We'll do a lot more when we go back and then even more when we go back again. And we'll just continue to bring you some different updates and some of these different uh, trip reports. So first, Rhonda, talk a little bit about the uh, food and beverage card that comes on the lanyard because oh, this, yeah, is, this, is, this awesome. is such a great deal. Yes, it is. So a day guest ticket can get one for $65 with a $75 value. Now, this is not you just you don't need to use it just in that day if you get another day ticket some day you can use that when you come it doesn't expire expire correct which is awesome and it's good for most food and beverage all throughout universal orlando resort right um so it doesn't just have to be the food booth you know when your kid is hankering for a pretzel or a churro or something you can go ahead and use it towards that as well yeah what is the outstanding pass holder deal though? Oh, this is amazing. We picked one so, of these up right away. Absolutely. Annual pass holders, you only pay $120 and you get $150. And again, you know, there's no limit and there you can there's no expiration. So if you've got quite a bit of money and you want to get that a couple of times, you sure can. We did that in the past years. I mean, mm-hmm. we've blown through one in a day. Mm-hmm. I got to look at how much we have left on this one. We didn't need a ton, so I think we probably have a good chunk of change on mm-hmm. the one we got, probably a good $100, and then we'll take that back when we go Thursday. Yes. If there's money after that, we'll take it back when we go April 13th. So, yeah. uh, And the other great thing and about this is that as a pass holder, you go to the food booth, and you can still yes. use your pass holder discount. Yes. That's really cool. You're only saving like what I would call tax, correct? Like a dollar Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but what is it? I think 15%. But so that's still. double tax. So you're certainly saving. I mean, if you add up, I mean, you're getting $30 free and then on every item you buy, you're getting Mm -hmm. 15% off, uh, excludes alcohol, I believe. You can save some money. You can do some damage with this card. You know, I mean, I think we swiped through the first probably three or four items. I mean, once we added up and that was like our free $30. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we ate almost close to free that day. Yeah. And then we'll come back. Yeah. Um, If you want to hear about all of the food booths as a whole. You can go back to episode 540. Uh, we did a bracket challenge with John Self, and uh, he basically I'm like, we, we pitted we up. We pitted up uh, every food booth all against each other in a bracket, and John ran through because he's tried uh, every item but one throughout the entire wow. festival. So we talk a lot about that. Nice. So you can get John's opinion as a, a dedicated food blogger. Uh, again, we'll make return visits and talk more. Uh, also, thank you to John and PiratesAndPrincesses.net. Because I had to pull pricing from there. Universal does not list pricing on their website. But we want to let you know what things are costing. Oh, wow. So first, let's start with the first item we had over in Spain, which was the Spanish Bocadillo. And what is on that, Rhonda? And how much does that cost? That is $8.49. And it is Serrano ham and drunken goat cheese with parsley sauce on a gently pressed baguette. How'd you like this? This was fantastic. Yeah. Like I feel like I hate that we started out with it. Because it, it was might the best be item of the, the day. best item of the day. And here's what's fun. Like we can go back and be like, okay, let's get one each mm-hmm. because, you know, we're going to not eat too much more or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. So that's fun. Yeah, I loved it. That drunken goat cheese. It was super funny because when we said something to Amy and Chuck, Amy like was, was like, I love drunken goat cheese. I think that's the first time I've ever had it. But I love goat cheese, period. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Creamy, here's here's so my good. question with it. Do they make the cheese and then they get 
the cheese drunk or do they get the goat drunk and then make the cheese? I which I wonder where the drinking portion mm. comes in. I love this. I've talked so much about the Spanish Bocadillo over at Dahlia Lounge oh, yeah. up in Grandestino Tower. This is outstanding. This is, I mean, it's a good portion. The bread was perfect, crispy mm-hmm. on the outside, soft on the inside. The levels and the flavors of the ham with the goat cheese, the sauce, all just outstanding. I loved it. And yes. I, yeah, I'll be I'd be hard pressed. You get to it? Get it. <laughs> um, to not get it when we go back here in a couple days, but I, I want to be like, all right, let's try some other stuff first and then maybe that becomes our dinner. Like mm-hmm. we go back and say, here's the things we really, really loved. Yeah. Uh highly, highly recommend at yeah. eight forty nine. That was good... our first free item. Yeah, and that a was sense. a good like Two little halves. Yeah. It was a good portion. It was a good portion. I will say, and, and we'll talk about it more, they have good portions. One they of them do. wasn't great, the one that we had. It was more of a, uh, I feel like, Disney portion size. Yeah. Um, but like moving on to Japan, we had the uh, Nakuman bun sampler, $9.99. What is included in that? <laughs> so this is a trio of soft, fluffy steam buns filled with char su pork. Char su pork. Thanks. Teriyaki chicken and a sweet coconut matcha custard. So these were very interesting looking because you had a like reddish pink yeah, one. Bright. Bright. Yeah. A black one. Yep. And I think a I call it your standard, your color, standard like color bun cream that you'd see. Color. Yeah. yeah. Um so that was very neat and interesting. The buns, I think, were steamed to really good where they weren't too dry. Mm-hmm. Um, the pork and the teriyaki chicken inside. Well, let's go back a second, though. Here was the one issue is that this was handed to us with oh. no explanation of which bun was which. Yeah, that's true. So we had to. So we kind of had to. You had to just bite into it to see. Yep. I, I like, which is fine. I mean, you figured out right away what it was. Right. But it was like, I think we would have. Gone like I would have started with the teriyaki chicken on purpose, then gone to the char siu, right? Then finished, which would be more considered a dessert of a coconut matcha custard one. But I think we ended up, I think the first one we tried might have been the coconut a, matcha yeah, custard, and it was like, so. oh wait, so that was the only thing. Um, but yeah, go back to kind of the the buns and then the flavors installed. Yeah, all it was inside. really good. I'm glad that the pork and the teriyaki had enough moisture in there with some of the sauce that. It was a really good bite. Yeah. Because I think, unfortunately, if it was too dry, then you would have just had a pretty dry bite. But it was really actually done well, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, the matcha custard coconut was weird, but it was good. It was so like, it was like you take a bite and you taste it and you eat it. And then you're kind of like, I kind of want another bite. I kind of want another bite. Yeah. Like it was, it, it did. It was like, okay, I, I, that, that was the most surprising dish of the entire, um, yeah. festival for me. I, um, I don't like coconut and I don't like matcha and I like this. I've come it around It didn't have strong flavors of Egypt I either. Like, I felt like. I think I've changed my thing where I like coconut taste. I don't like coconut. Like the, like, like coconut, the, shredded coconut yes. or anything like that. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed these. The only thing that I, I didn't love is that there was kind of a harder exterior on the outside of bun of the bun, but you could tell only because they had been sitting under a heat lamp for some time. 
But once yeah. once that little and very, very thin layer that yeah. almost had like almost a crunch to it, mm-hmm. everything else was done really well. And you're mm-hmm. right. The the inside made it so the, the outside of the bun wasn't too like dry. And it just I really enjoyed mm-hmm. these. I did, too. So we moved on to Central City because I had to get this. We get it. Every year we're there. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is the crawfish and shrimp boil. This is gluten sensitive. Again, they can't promise that it's gluten free. It could be prepared around gluten. So there could be cross contamination. Uh, This is up there a little bit more expensive at $14.49. What is in it and is it worth it? I just heard say this is the reason why you have a mixed bag of crawfish, shrimp, andouille sausage, potatoes and corn on the cob. So, obviously, this contained shellfish. <laughs> um, and you got, what, a good, like, four or five pieces of shrimp? I think it was about four shrimp, four crawfish. I think yeah. it was two good-sized chunks of sausage, several that potatoes, and then half an ear of corn. And the potatoes were potatoes fantastic. Potatoes were amazing. Like, fork Everything tender. Was good. Everything, it's in a bag, so... The only downfall to this, and this is every year, and this seemed better this year, mm-hmm. though, I will say, is usually your crawfish and your shrimp is a little overcooked. Yep, they are. And these were, but not as bad as last year. Agreed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I I, mean, I like this dish. It's not, I will say portion size, this is a meal in itself that mm-hmm. I feel like you could go sit down somewhere in New Orleans yep. and get. Now, it's not the quality of sitting down in New Orleans no. and getting it, of course, but I think it's really good. And I mean, it's fun to get a little messy. I could always use maybe a teeny bit more seasoning, but yeah. the the yeah, the sausage and the potatoes are the standout of this dish. Mm, the corn on the cob though was the corn on the cob was really good too. too. There's something about corn on the cob that is done that way, and it gets. It's almost overly cooked. Like it doesn't have the the snap to it and the crunch to it that you would with like a regular steamed corn because it's boiled within all this stuff. But it gets so saturated with flavor. Mm -hmm. And so and it's easy to eat. Like it is so good. So I'd recommend this. They also have a crawfish only uh, boil. They have a shrimp only boil. Um, But I'd say go ahead and get the combo uh, if you like both of those. Yep. All right. Finally, we're going to move on and end our day at Brazil with the Pecana Skewers. Uh, this is also gluten sensitive for $10.99. What does this include? This is beef sirloin cap with chimichurri, smoked salt, and pico the Brazil- de gallo. Yeah, the, no, the Brazilian cheese bread. It's the, I I don't know how to pronounce it, the pal de coelho. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's, remember, it's the little, uh, it's not right. pico de gallo. Um, it's the little <laughs> cheese bread yeah. like you get at Brazil over at yeah. Disney. Um, it was super good. It was really good. Now, this was a this much was, smaller portion. It was. This Very is, small. Yes. Um, but that's okay. We honestly were kind of full from we <laughs> everything else we had had, and it we wasn't were. that much. And going back to Central City, they also did have beignets. Oh, that's right. We did get the beignets. And we did get those. We did. There we was sure did. four of them, and they were small. I thought they were great. They had a they lot good. of powdered sugar. Yeah. Um, and I say great as far as in... I felt like they were kind of almost true to New Orleans more. I thought I, like. I thought they were I thought they were closer to the actual New Orleans style than Mickey Beignets yes, are. Correct. Even though I love the Mickey Beignets, they're a different correct. style. And yeah, correct. these are these actually come in a little paper bag with all the sugar, so much powdered sugar that when you bite on it, it looks like LeBron James getting ready for a game <laughs> and throwing chalk in the air. Yeah, like because it just. Yeah. everywhere so, uh, so no good. don't wear dark clothing or yeah. just yeah you just really just eat it like you're put like... a napkin in your shirt 
and yeah, or, or like, uh, like hunch over and, yeah. and try to save your clothing. But, um, they were very good. But yeah. Back, back to, to the, back mm-hmm. to the, uh, sirloin, these skewers. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, it had the first bite I got had too much fat. Um, okay. but then the secondary bite actually, we took a little bit of, like it needed a little bit of the fat. Yeah. It was cause uh, the beef was cooked. It was well, it was. Like, you know, not a medium or anything. It was actually cooked to a well temperature. So mm-hmm. you almost needed a little bit of that fat to kind of offset the doneness of it. And then the chimichurri was outstanding. I loved the kind of thick cracked smoked salt. Mm-hmm. And then I think that this Brazilian cheese bread is better than what Disney's serving. Like you've been 100%. into this and it, it actually like cheese oozed out a little bit. Yeah, 100%. It Fantastic. was good. All that. Yeah, it was. And now again, it was probably what a half dollar size. Yeah. If yeah, that, like, yeah, it smaller was than a golf very ball. Very small. Yep. But it was fantastic. We still need to get the frozen ones they sell at Publix. They sell the Brazilian cheese bread at Publix right. in a bag frozen. You just throw it in the oven and we've never tried it. We ought to mm-hmm. we ought to maybe try we'll that sometime. Maybe we'll maybe we'll Ooh, do that I wonder, tonight. I wonder if they Costco has it. Oh. No, that would yeah, if you'd have to buy it I would last care. you for the next four years. Well, hopefully it would be good. Well, but I hate to say it, but that's probably where Disney's getting theirs is from Costco based on sometimes the way that their dishes go. But Mm. um, we we really enjoyed it. I know we didn't spend a lot of time there and it was just a couple items that we tried. But again, we'll be back and we'll bring you more reviews. We have a lot of trips coming up and and things like that. Um, But next, we want to move on and talk about the Sheraton Vistana Resort Villas. Now, before we get into this, uh, Chuck from Main Street Magic Travel can book this it is a timeshare related but it also has like cash rooms that anybody can book Mm -hmm. uh these include villas um Mm -hmm. this is just off property it is much more closer to SeaWorld. uh but yes we hit zero traffic going to and from just based on the times that we had to go Mm -hmm. and i don't think we drove for longer than 15 minutes to get to disney yeah it really wasn't that bad so it is not a bad location for that and what who this is really, I, I immediately just think of Gary or anybody else coming from the UK yeah. or overseas that yep. tend to come for, you know, two weeks. This is the type of place that you really want to look at and look at booking because 100%. it has a full kitchen, dining area, washer dryer, washer dryer. You have one and two bedroom suites. And we'll talk a little bit about those uh, beautiful pool area that I'd say is up there, it reminded me a lot of um, Swan and Dolphin's pool, of the design and layout with kind of the rock work yeah. and like the little bit of waterfalls and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a volleyball net in the pool. Yep. There's plenty of seating around. There's a restaurant, bar and grills on site, several mm-hmm. dining locations, a marketplace, um, courts, I mean, fitness center, everything you can think of this has. Yes. What did you think of the overall grounds and the location? Is this, because at first I was like, when we got there and we had come from Universal to there and I was like, all right. And we literally drove behind SeaWorld. I was like, I don't know if I would pick this for Universal or Disney. This is perfect for SeaWorld. Right. I think you felt the same. How did you feel by the end? By the end, it was fine. Um, yeah. And I'd book it for any of those three parks. I think so. Um, again, it was super funny because everybody from the team was staying here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kind of got, when we tell you how much we paid, I kind of got like, we're literally just sleeping there. We're, I mean, we really wouldn't be using, idolizing, utilizing, I mean, the kitchen and cooking right. and stuff like that. So I was like, why couldn't we stay at Disney? Um, but it worked out really well and yeah. I enjoyed it and thought that it was fun. And I, yeah, and we spent a lot of time it. at the pool both evenings we were we there. Did. 
and hung out by the pool and it was great. They got a huge hot tub. We got in the second night. Like it was a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful property. Um, I went ahead and just priced out. And again, this is just your rack rate on their website. Go through Chuck, go to mainstmagictravel.com, fill out a, a form and you can specifically list this resort. If you mm-hmm. would like, he'll pull whatever pricing. Cause there are some different uh, other deals based on, you know, whatever you have, but I just went and pulled a weekend in July. Okay. Right. Middle of summer, July 14th, 16th, uh, one bedroom, smaller villa, which includes one king bed and then a sofa bed in the living room, and which is what we stayed queen. in. Uh, sofa uh, well, bed. this, this one. Oh uh, yeah. Queen sofa bed. Yeah. Yeah. But the king bed is in the Correct. bedroom. Um, this was one eighty three twenty a night after taxes and fees for two night is $412 all in. That's right. Bad. Talk about the one bedroom in the layout and all. What did you think of that? It's it a very interesting, interesting. layout. <laughs> yes. To but say it the worked. Least. It did. Um, so there, like you said, there is a living room and a, a TV and, you know, uh, where you can eat and the kitchen. So there's access to go to the bathroom from there. But this one had like a door you walked in and then there's a sink and a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then another door that then you open and then there's the toilet, another sink and shower. Mm -hmm. And then another door after that you open and then it's into our bedroom. And then there's this giant tub that's the jacuzzi tub. Yeah. And then another bed. Oh, another another sink. sink. That's right. And a mirror. And then... Our bed and then a dresser and a TV. Yeah, it was. It's like I mean, it's basically although a Jack and Jill bathroom would normally connect two bedrooms, right? You know, and you each might have your own sink area, and then you go in and there's right. you know a toilet and shower together. This was almost like yeah, like a Jack and Jill bathroom on drugs. Like it was, it was just weird. It, it was very strange, but yeah. it worked really well yeah. in the long run. It did. Um, it would have been neat if that first area that you walked into with just the sink also had a toilet so it would have been like it basically was like one and a half bath and then you shared a communal you know shower area and stuff that would have been a little bit better um then walking out there's a nice big slider with a huge screened in balcony uh table and chairs and then there's also an entry from the master bedroom out to there uh two bedroom villa which bedroom one has a king bed uh bedroom two has two twins then you also have a sofa bed uh, you get your balcony, two twenty seven a night for that weekend. A total of five eleven is really, really impressive. Yeah. And Chuck and Allie of Main Street Magic Travel actually stayed here. You can go out, find them on TikTok, and they do a room tour of the two bedroom, nice. so you can see exactly how that is. Uh, they also offer a two bedroom townhouse uh, with a similar layout that um, is about the same price. So there are a lot of options here. That's neat. We talk a lot. We don't have a big family, as in, I Correct. call a big family anything over four because yes. most hotels are made for four people. Right. When you start to get into the five and right. up range, whether it's you've got several kids or you're going with other family members or a group of friends, it can be very hard to find stuff on Disney property that isn't going to absolutely destroy your bank account. Correct. When those work for you, highly recommend because you absolutely. cannot beat the location, you cannot beat the amenities, you cannot beat the cast members. But when it doesn't, this is definitely on the radar now for us. You know, we're getting to a point where we'll, you know, we're doing universal, just say a little bit more and the girls want to bring friends. Correct. And, uh, you know, we even talked to, when we go next Thursday, we're going to, we got the two bedroom at Dockside. Mm-hmm. It'll be you and I, 
Kayla and Lacey, and then Tina and Cassie are going to come. Yep. So that works well. There's yep. three beds, two people. It works well. We'll stay on property. Price was good. We started talking about what if Kaylin wanted to bring her new little boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Now we might start talking about like a two bedroom here. Yeah. You know, the kids can have a room. Adults can have a room. Somebody can sleep on a couch. Someone like you really start to get to that and you're not getting to a level of these, you know, insane suites on Universal or Disney property. Correct. All right. We'll talk real quick about the contest of champions, um, which moved from wide world of sports to the contemporary which I was disappointed at because I really that wanted to go sad. to an event. We were very sad. At Wide World of Sports. Yep. And um, Coach Nicole told, it, told us that mm, Disney never said anything. All of a sudden their emails just started saying the contemporary. Yeah, with no explanation or anything. No. So we were. I think somebody overbooked. Possibly. Yeah. And and all of a sudden was like, because this was the week, a week or so maybe before, I feel like. It was not long before that we found this change. Yes. And it didn't affect any other plans. No. But. There's going to be no parking at the Contemporary. Correct. So they set up where, because Typhoon Lagoon's currently closed. Correct. All dancers, parents, everybody would have to go park at Typhoon Lagoon, and then there would be shuttle buses running to the Contemporary, and it would be the same way going back. Right. So originally, we didn't really know the schedule. We didn't know how things were going to work. We thought that we were going to go see her dance in the morning. We were then going to monorail to Epcot. We were going to do some flower and garden. And then mm-hmm. we thought we were going to monorail back to Contemporary to um, check out the award ceremony in the afternoon. Yes. Because they had to move the location, they found out they did not have room for all these people. Correct. So um, first, you know, our plan was to go park at TTC because we can do that for free as pass holders. Yes. And we'd go ahead and monorail over. Right. We'd be at Contemporary. We'd do the same thing back. And then we'd go to Epcot, like whatever we needed to do. Right. And you woke up that morning, had a bright idea of... Look at me. I know. Well, I was like, well, actually, let's go back to saying that there wasn't enough room. So they said that basically once your dancer is done dancing, get like out. get out <laughs> in the nicest way. Yeah. Almost like a jungle cruise yeah. thing. I will say, though, this was done really, really well. Absolutely. This was set up so well. I don't think anybody would have ever known it was changed. I don't think anybody would have known there wasn't enough room mm-hmm. because they literally had such a good job of saying, here's the team that's up next. Here's yep. the team that's on deck. And then they allotted the first three rows yep. for the spectators of those teams. So they basically awesome. said, all right, you know, so-and-so high school is up. Spectators, get your first three rows. As soon as you're done watching them, we ask that you please exit to other seating areas or the building. Whoever's on deck, you can get in those yeah. rows. So we always had a front row seat, which in yeah. in the whole stage setup and everything. I mean, yeah, it was like it was straight out of watching a movie. Yeah. yeah, it was neat. It a was dance super movie. Yeah. It was really well was. done. They set up tables all outside the convention center undercover. They brought in food trucks, you mm-hmm. know, for dining and stuff like that. So very well done. Very well. Uh, let's get back to our parking and travel <laughs> situation. Yeah. So because of that, um, I was like, well, we don't need to park at TTC. So I was like, well, if we're going to go to Flower and Garden, why don't we park at Epcot? So he's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. So we do. So we go, actually, we um, are able to get in. Now, this was the weirdest thing ever. So we were going to park at 7.30 a.m., but we were there at 7.25. Yeah. They had like three green lights going into Epcot. We get up there and we're like, pass holder. And she's like, yeah, we're not open. So it's going to open in five minutes. So go all the way around. So she shows me where to go. And basically, 
back around and and I was like, okay. You basically make a big circle and get yeah, it was, in a separate line. It was odd. Because, it was so weird. Well, I go, I, yeah, and, and you made a good point because you're like, why wouldn't you just allow the cars to queue here? My guess is because they then don't want people going, all right, well, I'm going to show up at 7.15. I'm going to show up at 7. I'm going to show up at 6.40. Like, my guess is that's the issue is that they're worried about people just getting there earlier and earlier, whereas they flat out say, no, you can't even line up here until we open. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I go back to the opening but- of things like uh, Rise of the Resistance, Galaxy's Edge, things like that, Mickey right. and Minis. We were able to queue in that line and they just let all the cars, but there were so more of us at the right. time. And I understand that. But what I was so confused is, so now you're telling me to like go around and then there's this other like yeah. offshoot that then you can almost like completely make a circle but then there's these cars just sitting there anyways right. and basically by the time so we made the circle up, yeah by the yeah, time we but, made the circle a yeah. minute later they opened it we went in yes. so just a little it was it was, just, it was funny and we only note these things because you know we've we've been going to disney every month for what eight years now <laughs> we have yeah i mean we've gone you know hundreds of times we've been to epcot so mm-hmm. many times we've parked at all the parks we've been there for openings at 3 a.m of galaxy like we've done all these things I don't know that we've ever shown up five minutes too early yeah. at Epcot on a normal day. And it was just something that we learned. Yeah. Something else just, we learned huh. because our thought was we'll park. Yes. And then we'll hop on either a bus to Contemporary. Yes. Or the monorail. Having never stayed at the Contemporary or very few. I mean, we've only stayed at Polly as far as any monorail resorts well, we go. We stayed at the Contemporary, but we stayed in the garden. Well, no, that's right. That's right. But we didn't leave. We didn't leave. Like, we literally didn't leave the Contemporary almost that weekend, I think. We walked over to Magic. Yeah, that was pretty much all we did. So, good point. But we had never had to make it from just, say, Epcot to one of the monorail resorts. And we just thought, all right, whatever comes first, a bus or a monorail. Well, there are no buses because there is the monorail. Correct. It's and very it similar to Fort Wilderness. On the bus route when we went to go yes look at the numbers There's i did like, not read is, Rhonda. you expected me to read mm-hmm. that i did not i just started looking around at numbers and signs no numbers. and saying where's contemporary <laughs> so then we were trying to think and then all of a sudden we kind of realized once we read that yeah. it says to take a monorail and the monorail was running yeah but again so, it makes perfect sense like yep. fort wilderness there is no bus to fort wilderness because there's a boat Correct. So we just didn't think of it. But again, it was literally something that we learned yep. and we didn't know. Best part was we had a monorail to ourselves, not just a monorail car. We had the entire train to yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Which we was, got on I don't know why it was nobody cool. Nobody else got yeah. on. Not another single person got on. And then so. when we got off, not another soul got off. So unless right. there was somebody else. Right. And I, yeah, I don't believe going, there was. I so. don't either because we stopped a whole bunch. Like, yeah. So you got Yeah. Like, you got to come around. You got to transfer at TTC. You're going to stop at Polly. You're going to stop at Grand Flow. Even though it's the Resort Express, it stopped at Magic Kingdom yeah. before we made our way to Contemporary. Mm-hmm. But this is another reason why Disney puts on their website, allow 90 minutes to yep. get from any one point on property to another. Yeah. So if you have any sort of... Res- and you know we wanted to be over there by like 8.30. Yeah. We were parking at 7.30. So yes. we didn't even allow time and we made it there in plenty of time. Thank God. But that's the reason they tell you. So if you have a 1.30 p.m. dining reservation yeah. at Disney Springs and you're at Magic Kingdom, leave at noon. 
Mm-hmm. And if you get to wherever you're going too early, that's okay. You can check in 15 minutes early. Maybe they'll right. get you in, but just allow that time. And this is exactly why when you think about even, and that's not even travel time. Think about us not knowing what the heck we were doing, right. parking, going to look for a bus, realizing there isn't a bus. So going to look, oh, we got to take a monorail. Like mm-hmm. that right there takes time as well. Yep. So just something to note, but, um, Lacey's team did amazing. We're so proud of her and the entire this team. This was the first year that a they had Mill Creek dance team. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, this was also the first that Lacey has ever danced with a team. I'm not. I would assume other girls were the same. Yeah. So out of all that being said, they did wonderful for their first year. They did. They even placed third in their palms. So they did get a trophy. Um, all the, there was only three in the hey, thing. So if I, you're not there, you get nothing uh, for sure. So well, the fact that they I were even there. I wonder if they would have been four in the Palms, if they still would have gotten third place. Yeah, I don't know. But they I were was awesome. super proud of them. We were so super, proud. Super, super proud. Yeah. And yeah, I'm no, I will just move on because otherwise we can do a whole episode about that, about how proud we are. Oh, but, of course. <laughs> and it'll just both of us crying pretty much the whole time. All right. So that is just, again, something to note. Uh, let's move on to Flower and Garden. And much yes. like Mardi Gras, we're going to focus on the things that we did that day, which was a heavy focus on trying food, uh, specifically new items. If you go back to episode 542, I'm giving people so much homework. Like if... If you haven't listened to all these episodes, you got to go back. Uh, that was our event preview, and we cover uh, everything that there is to offer at Flower and Garden. We talk about our previous experiences. We give you tips and advice on how to best enjoy it. We run through every single menu, uh, again, giving you thoughts on things we've had in the past, things we were looking forward to. Food um, menu. Again, we will be visiting this several but times it throughout. runs for four solid yeah, four months. four solid months. So we'll be there several times. I mean, yeah. twice again in April for sure. You know, probably I'm sure in May and June and all the way up to the end. <laughs> and we'll do the same thing. We'll just kind of give you updates, but you can really get a full overview when you go to episode 542. Um, shout out to Chuck, Allie, Alex, Rachel, Lucy, Caleb, Ashley, Karen, and Zoe. Um, who we got to all see <laughs> and a lot of them helped us eat food mm-hmm. or we helped eat their food, uh-huh. uh, got opinions from them. So huge, huge help. One thing talk about as soon as you enter, what is the topiary that is new this year and welcomes you into Epcot? And what did you think? They are the Encanto topiaries. And what did you think? I mean, oh, blew my mind. Beautiful. Incredible. Very awesome. There seems to be something slightly different with the characters this year in the topiaries. As far as it comes to um, hands and faces, Mm -hmm. they did not seem like they were using any sort of flower or like in the past. I feel like it was a wired structure covered in moss Mm -hmm. and this I didn't touch them because you're not supposed to, but. Unless it was just done that well, it seemed more like it was a solid, molded, possibly yeah. um, plastic or, or you know, printed piece, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, they look much more realistic, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, absolutely. And and if anything, maybe sprayed on. Like that, that could be it. Spray on. Yeah. Like because it looked textured for yes, sure. Yes, very textured. But it was and it was green. Yeah. Because um, even like I felt like we were closer to what was it, Woody and Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. And I was really looking at Woody and I'm like, it does. It looks just like it's like something like 
sprayed on or something. So, So, but they're, I mean, they're all beautiful. Beautiful, amazing, love it. We did not do the scavenger hunt, but we did get to look at what the prizes are, and we will be getting possibly all of them. What are the prizes this year? You have eight to choose from. And cups. Yeah. And they are all, yes, I repeat. Oh, microwave and dishwasher safe. Disney can't even do that with their mugs anymore that they sell to you for twenty four ninety nine. So I was shocked. Yes. There I was, was shocked and happy. Well, we had a set of Spike. We had a set Snow of White. Orange Bird, Snow White, and can you remember who the fourth one was? I think Figment. Figment. Because I was like, I might want all three, which is yeah. Spike, Orange Bird, and Snow White. It's a beautiful Snow White. Yeah. Very uh I don't know how to explain it. Classic, I felt like, kind of. Uh, not as classic. Oh, I think. really? Thought it was more modern? Maybe. No. I wasn't really looking at that one. I, it was a weird fit. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, you have like, you have like the, the mascots. Out with the um, snow white ears with um, I don't believe I have. Flowers. I'm like, what are, oh, what are okay. those things called? Flowers. No, I. They're very, not. very pretty. Cool. So that's what the plate kind of, if you've seen those, because I think it's got the snow white on them trying to remember um but yes if you see that that is very similar to the like what you expect from the plate nice i'll and be honest i have zero cares about snow white yeah i know i i none of it mm-hmm. interests me whatsoever mm. i like seven doors mind train but it has <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that it involves snow white and the seven doors um yeah but that so each of those sets it is a it's yeah. a set, but they're separately. So you technically would have oh, yeah. to buy eight total yes. scavenger hunts to get all yeah. eight items. But if you wanted a set of just Orange Bird, which who doesn't, yes. you would have to buy two separate hunts, uh, trade one in for a plate, one in for a cup. So right. we'll, we'll do a couple of those, I'm sure. All right. So we tried 21 different items between food and drink. That's amazing. And we will go ahead and run through those now. Where are we starting, Rhonda? And what did we have? We were starting at the Honey Bistro, hosted by National Honey Board. Be nice to bees, Rhonda. Yes. Were, you ni- were you nice to bees? Yes. Good. I didn't see too many, I think, because it was early. Yeah. Um, I think they will start coming out here soon. Uh, we got one more cold for sure that Yeah, front I know. coming in next week. Uh, next week. And usually you always get a really cold one right before Easter. So yeah. we'll see. But they will be around. How does the weather know when Easter is to do that? Because I, I can't it figure out does. when Easter is know, every year. I know. I know. But anyways, we're starting there. And yes, I, I am going to get my Be Nice to Bees tank. Where's that available? Oh, at MainStreetShirts.com. Good job. <laughs> Completely um, unplanned if you couldn't tell. <laughs> no, it really was on my part. <laughs> Sorry. Because um, usually like we'll make them and I'll wear them. Right. But we can't make this one because. No, because it's like full color. Uh, it was drawn cool. and designed by Kaylin, our yep. 15 year old. She drew Spike and helped me with the lettering and, and layout yep. and everything. So super, super um, cool. Yeah. So we actually yeah. have to get our own. We've got to buy our own. Yes, we Which do have to buy our own tank. merchandise. Yes. Yes, we will we get do. them before we head back in April yes. for sure. Okay, good. We'll get those ordered. All right. Um, what did we anniversary? Have? Thank you. Yeah. Um, chicken and waffles. Super excited for this. It was crispy honey brine chicken and hot honey sweet cornbread waffle and whipped honey butter and a spicy honey like all honeys. Yeah, all the, the honeys. we I know we talked about this during the preview. There is a they really are playing on the honey. This is six seventy five and it's new and this was fantastic like, I, know. I would get this again and eat it by myself yeah 
I so when we were doing the notes, we just we went through the book and did them in the order of the book. I almost wish we would have saved this for last because I think this was the best dish of the day. Oh, okay. In, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So I feel like we're just giving you the best at first. Now, everybody else, Rachel highly recommended it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this amazing cornbread waffle with oh, yeah. corn in it, corn mm-hmm. kernels in it. Yeah. Perfectly fried chunk of chicken on top. Oh, yeah. It's a good portion. You got the hot honey. The The butter is going to melt. As you take it away from there. Yeah, try to take a picture quicker if you're going to take a picture. Because it's very Instagram worthy, in my opinion. Very. Now, the one thing is, and and this is the interesting part, is that the waffle um, falls apart very much. It it didn't hold together great, So, which is fine. You're just kind of scooping up bits of the waffle and getting your piece of chicken. It still tastes great. We later overheard a cast member who some friends came to see him saying that they like they had currently shut down the chicken and waffles for a bit because they were having such issues with the batter mm-hmm. that it wasn't holding together, that they were looking at reinventing the batter and whatever they had to do to probably make this hold together better, which in my fear, and we'll test it again. Yep, we will. Is that it'll make it denser. Yeah. Um, we'll I'm sure the flavors will still be there, but they're going to do something to thicken it up. Yep. But just a note, if, if you go and all of a sudden you're like, this thing was like a brick, you know, Right. That's not the one we had. <laughs> also to note, um, yes, there is honey and a spicy honey on it. If you're like, I hate spice, um, they will keep that off too. And a lot of times when you ask, um, they will ask you, is this an allergy yeah. or is this a preference? And yeah, just say preference because yeah. that's what it is. And, and somebody even got it on the side. Yeah. You know, just to check get, it. Yep, Did you find won't. it spicy though? No, it was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't find it but super spicy. But I like spice. Right. So we're so, going to have a different opinion than someone correct. who likes. Yeah. I mean, my like mom, if my parents had it, there it would literally be in a cartoon where fire shoots out yes. of their ears and their head yes. pops off. Yes. Like the little uh, logo guy on a Warheads yeah. uh, candy. That's what my parents would look like <laughs> if it was this. That is honey. true. My mom... <laughs> can eat a little bit so i would be con- curious what how she would yeah. say this would be spicy um because sometimes she's like oh no that's fine or she's like oh yeah i'm i'm done and i would get it next time without so yeah. i don't know i also like but what they were doing it is that it's the drizzle of the hot honey mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, almost like a, a Nashville chicken where they're going to toss it in it. Yeah. And then by the time you get around to eating it, sometimes you lose that crispiness of the mm-hmm. breading. You didn't lose that here. This yeah. thing was so, so good. good. This will be one of those that we'll go back and go, all right, we got to try all different items, but let's go ahead and get that chicken and waffles oh, again, course. just because we loved Absolutely. it. Uh, what's the next item we had that's new this year? Uh, the pollinator flatbread with honey whipped mascarpone, honey caramelized onion, onions, blueberry, Gastric. Yep. Prosciutto, honey whipped goat cheese, arugula, honey vinaigrette, and bee pollen for six twenty five. This was new. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're all eating this, um, and which was great, but it was good. I, I and I probably should have eaten more, but I was just trying to get everybody to let them have it. I'd like to do this again. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I it. I had a it. piece. Where I think I liked it more than I thought I did. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah. I think I really wanted more. I think I want to do this again. Like, yeah. Does that make sense? So, no, it totally so, yeah, does. So I would totally recommend this. I I think Honey Bistro is the standout 
booth and, oh, yeah. and it pretty much is year after year you know we're not going to talk about the cheesecake which i've said is probably it. yeah we've gotten it's it before but good. it's one of the best desserts out but of we... any festival but this this flatbread i i do think for me the um uh prosciutto got lost but that was okay because the combination of the goat cheese and the mascarpone and the blueberries yeah was so good See, together, like whole good... blueberries sitting on top, yeah. fresh blueberries. I think I had a good prosciutto piece. Did you? Okay, I might have just missed some on my piece, yeah. but the dough is really well done. It's a good mm-hmm. flatbread. It's thin. It's crispy. I loved it. I will. I will. I will get this again for you, so you can have more. Thanks, honey. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> we did get though the honey peach cobbler freeze with blueberry vodka and streusel for twelve fifty, and this was. Um, so when I first tasted it, I think the blueberry vodka was up on top. And when I took a sip, I felt like I took a shot of blueberry vodka and I was like, oh, but then when I really mixed it up, it was fantastic. So I'm going to say, if you're going to get this first, mix it really well. And then it's fantastic. I would recommend that with any of the beverages that have a non-alcoholic option, because that's what they're doing. They're pouring the non-alcohol option they're basically putting a floater on top yeah um as opposed to if you get something a lot of times that is only an alcoholic option it's Mm pre-mixed and it's coming right out of a machine together with the alcohol Uh, so yeah i would always stir these up this tastes like a honey peach cobbler with blueberries that has been put in a blender yeah with some ice cream and blended so good and it is really really good really good why did we get it though because it's not new this year I think we just liked it so much last year, and we were ready I for something so, cold and refreshing. But I also don't remember it. <laughs> I don't so either. I so maybe it was new to why us. We did it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the pineapple promenade. We're going to talk about two drinks here uh, that actually I was able to taste, or you tasted the one <laughs> um, that the Ashley one. and Karen got. Karen. Yeah. The, not Ashley. Well, yeah. Well, the first one is you the Urban tasted. Artifact Teak Tropical American Fruit Tart from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and then we have a Florida Orange Groves Winery Sparkling Pineapple Wine from St. Petersburg, That's Florida. I tried. Yeah, I'll talk first about the uh, beer, the fruit tart. It is like a sour beer. Yeah. Um, I don't really drink beer anymore, but I do still enjoy it. And this was a good one. And yeah, Ashley enjoyed it, it as mm-hmm. well. She talk offered about, me a taste, but I yeah, didn't want it. But you were just, you. I mean, you really, I don't think I've had a sip of any beer in three, four years mm-hmm. probably. So mm-hmm. why start now, right? Mm-hmm. But talk about the pineapple uh, sparkling wine. <laughs> what did you think of that? Um, well, I don't drink wine anymore either. And I just, I don't like bubbles anymore. Like I don't drink soda. I barely, like, I just don't. (laughs) It was funny because I tasted it and I don't know. I didn't like it. Like I'm, I'm glad I didn't get it. But that one sip was like, yeah, that's good for me. That was good for you. I think Karen kind of felt the same way. But I actually enjoyed it. You did. It was super sweet. Yeah, really, Maybe really that's sweet. That's what it was. Too sweet for me. It tasted like something you would make a mimosa with, and have one during a brunch, and you're done. Yeah. Or even just this on its own, you'd have one with like brunch, and you're done. It or it almost tasted like an after dinner drink because of the sweetness, like in replace of a dessert. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was overly citrusy, or I'm sorry, pineapple-y, um or acidic or I anything, well, but I was, well, I liked it. I thought it was refreshing, good. but I think it would be good. good mixed with something. Yeah. So just a note, like even pineapple and cranberry, like that with cranberry juice might be good for like a, a pineapple, yeah, that you know, hibiscus would... or mimosa or whatever right. they call them. Right. No, what do they call them? 
Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Yeah, that's right. That might, though, like if you put some cranberry in it, that might be good to like yeah. cut some of that Agreed. sweet pineapple. And, and you guys are not wrong about not liking it. <laughs> I just some reason happened to <laughs> like it okay. Yeah. And I ended up finishing it because you guys couldn't. That's funny. All right, let's move on to Trowel and Trellis, hosted by Impossible Foods. What did we get here, unfortunately, Rhonda? I didn't think it was that bad. Impossible Lumpia with Thai sweet chili sauce. This is new. It's plant-based, and it's the Garden Grays for five fifty. We didn't get any stamps either. Here's one thing I'll say. Wait, between that, all of us, how many did we get? Lose four? Oh, at least. I I <laughs> I wish um. I wish that they would maybe. I I don't know what's the best way to do it. You could have the cast members, I guess, ask. If they know that you got one of those, they could ask, would you like a stamp? And we've had many that do. I just started to say we have Almost had... like with pass holder discount, yeah. you know? Like I, I appreciate, we're always ready with the pass holder discount because we're just so accustomed to it. But I appreciate right. it when a cast member says- um, Any discounts? Any discounts. Yep. So I wish they could do that here, but also these people are, are you know, these cast members are going through yep. person after person after person after person. Like, so mm. I totally get that they're not. I, as a consumer, should know. Hey, I'm getting the Impossible Lumpia. It's part of Garden Grays. I'm trying to complete the Garden Grays. Therefore, let me ask for a stamp. Right. It just, we got halfway through and I was like, we've, we forgot to ask for any stamps. Yep. So we'll just do it next time. Be fun. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk about it? Because I'm going to have a good ending okay. on it. Well, I mean, you know, again, I, I talked about in the preview episode and before, um, Feli, yeah. who was the, the sweet little Filipino lady that used to make these when I worked back at the credit union, she'd make these for special occasions. She'd make lumpia and it would have the little bit of like, you know, uh, cabbage and ground beef, I think, or something in it or carrots and stuff in it. And she'd fry them right up there in the break room. Yep. And they were so crispy on the outside and like tender and meaty on the inside and they they needed nothing that was it you just ate them like that um i understand this was impossible meat which i think is a wonderful replacement for regular meat Absolutely. i actually really enjoy it i think the problem with this was they were kind of just they were just rolled up almost like a taquito yes um they and they they did not have a lot of filling in them they also were smothered in this thai chili sauce which i, I like thai chili sauce mm -hmm. but they had sat out long enough that they were soggy. So like it was one of those, and we talk a lot about this at the festivals, you know, somebody could have gone back the next day or the day before, and it could have been absolute perfection. It could have Correct. come out fresh. They meet it like, oh, we just made some. Let me put some sauce on it. I'd like to ask next time if we were to get this, could you get the sauce on the side to dip? Hmm. And I think it would have been good. Flavors I thought were good. I would have liked a little bit more filling, and I just wish that it hadn't been soggy. Yeah. Also, I wish that the wind had not blown the last two onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, again, there it was windy, <laughs> but um, there was a lot of us, and I thought it was actually good. I enjoyed. In fact, I picked up another one to eat. There was quite a few of them. Were there five of them? I think. Yeah, it was a good portion. Five so of them, and it's what five fifty. No, yeah. I agree with that. And yes, the chili sauce was making it a little flimsy i'll call it that um but that's it, a good way to put it not it soggy good it point. wasn't yeah, yeah it was just flimsy it was good all the flavors were there uh, the meat is always like it's meat to me um which though with the people that 
are complete vegetarians. I know the Kaylin's little boyfriend um, does not like Impossible because mm-hmm. he said it just made him a little uncomfortable because it tastes that it much tastes like meat. That much like meat. Yeah. So just just a little warning out there. But I love it. I would eat this. Like I don't need to eat meat. I could totally eat this. But I thought it was really good, and I think that's something I wouldn't mind trying again. Like I'd give it another said, shot for sure. Exactly. Well, and you know, we just talked about there being five of them. I think it's a perfect one to go. Oh, there's five of us. Yep. Let's get one of these order and each have one, yep. you know, and that's a little bit of a snack because that, I mean, that, that's where we said, you know, our big thing is caring is sharing. <laughs> we had a lot of people to share with because yes. when you look at, look at how many dishes we did in almost close to the same amount of time at universal, right? We did four mm-hmm. here and I don't know how many are food compared to drink, but we did probably, if you take out the drink close to 16 mm-hmm. dishes because we had help, we didn't have to eat a whole thing. And which was nice. We're, we're not the types because you know, we're spending our hard earned money. We would love to just go to a booth and say, we'll take one of everything, take one bite and throw the rest in the garbage, but we can't afford to do that. So we're going to finish it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if we can finish it. Um, and we'll just go back multiple times or we'll go with multiple people. All right, let's move on to the refreshment port, which is right there. And we went ahead and got all this at the same time. Uh, first of all, let's talk about their traditional poutine that Alex had for seven 50. It is poutine and it's good poutine. Yep. All right, oh, let's talk about what is not good poutine. <laughs> it, <sighs> Shrimp scampi poutine with cheese curds, lemon garlic cheese fondue, spinach and artichoke is new for ten fifty. I'll just say my piece first. It wasn't bad. I just don't think it was. In theory, oh, it, no. In theory, it was good. I just don't think they pulled it off. I thought it was just kind of a mess. I think they were trying to do a shrimp scampi. But you're right. I think everything, I think the flavors were good, but it didn't remind me of shrimp scampi. Yeah. So. It was really, to me, it was really missing that, like a garlic flavor and more butter. Yep. And I don't know that the um, artichokes and the spinach were necessary. They weren't, but it was good. Yeah. That's where I think I liked that. And then, you know, you had little shrimps. Mm-hmm. In there, and which is fine. I mean, you're going to expect that from here. But um, fries are always perfect. Yeah, they're always great. They are. But the cheese fondue kind of like um, made those fries a little soggy, soggy, a little flimsy, a little f- just like your lumpia, a little more soggy on yeah. when I was eating. But the but they they tried. Yeah, they tried. I I just didn't think it pulled it off. Like good, I think this would have been better. Take the fries. Take some grilled or steamed shrimp, put them on top, then put cheese curds on top, then take like a scampy, buttery, garlicky sauce and drizzle that on top. Mm, and almost it almost needed to be simpler. And that's what I'm yep. saying. The spinach and artichokes were good, yep. but I don't think they were needed. I think it took away from the rest of the dish. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's move on to Fleur de Lis <laughs> in France. <laughs> we'll start with the uh, croissant with goat cheese, herbs, and roasted garlic for six seventy five. dollars uh, You tried this, right? Lucy got it because she loves this oh, every year. Oh, yeah. I did not try it. How was it? Talk so about that. Oh, good. That croissant was fantastic. Was Crispy. the goat drunk? I don't think so. Okay. This is regular goat cheese. Really good goat cheese and herbs and the garlic. It, everything. This was absolutely on point, and I would totally get another one if you want one when we go back okay i'd like to try it good that croissant just so flaky and crispy and then the cheese was so i mean it was perfect because 
Sometimes I don't like too crispy of a, a croissant because, you know, it just. They're hard to the, eat, yeah. honestly, when but they're all flaky and break up. Gosh, they're good. the goat cheese and herbs and the roasted garlic was so creamy. Oh, it was a perf- perfect combination. And this is a good size. Like, this is not your oh, Pillsbury a, no, croissant a, yep. you roll out. It's like those those massive ones you get mm-hmm. at, like, Walmart or something, yeah. you know? Yep. So we'll definitely get that next time. Uh, next was the gnocchi, which is a uh, braised beef, rosemary tomato, and a gnocchi. This is new for seven fifty five. Um. This is, wasn't it like a... Yeah, so it was like a, a gnocchi, pan, a thick gnocchi pancake. Yeah, I didn't... Here, here's the thing I about this, okay? I didn't get gnocchi about the, at all. This it was, was good. delicious. It was delicious, but it should not be called gnocchi. None of this reminded me of gnocchi, and, and I understand the braised beef might remind you good, of France, but, but to me, been, this should have been at Magnolia Terrace in America. Yeah, yeah. This was like Christmas in a dish, and I'm okay with it. It was good. I, I would get it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying don't get it. Correct. It's just, I was expecting, you know, little pieces of gnocchi, maybe this shredded braised beef with this kind of like tomato, maybe almost marinara style and mm-hmm. some fresh herbs. And it wasn't that, but it was delicious. It was much more to me a mashed potato pancake, which yeah. I understand gnocchi's made of potatoes. Right. I get that. But um, but I, think I loved you're it. Supposed to, it's supposed to taste like a pasta. It's still it's supposed to taste like pasta, not like potato. And this was this tastes like mashed potatoes. Really yeah. good, creamy mashed yeah. potatoes. Yeah. And the beef, you looked at it, and it started to shred and fall apart. So <laughs> I loved it. Super flavorful. Yeah. Like it had a gravy to it. I would get it again for sure. Who got the sparkling wine? Uh, I think Chuck got that, and I had a sip. It was similar to, this is new for $9, similar to kind of that pineapple wine. This has that sweetness and a little bit of that pear flavor. Um, more of a dessert wine, you know, for yeah. me, something or something you'd have at brunch and maybe cut it with something to make like a mimosa. All right, let's move on to what I will say is a another standout of the year. It usually is, is Magnolia Terrace in yeah. America. And what are we starting off with? A muffalata panini with ham, salami, mortadella, provolone, and Swiss with olive salad. And I'm going to preface it on it. Yeah. Because well, that's how, sh- that's what a muffalata is. I feel like the one at Mardi Gras at Universal had it. No, muffalata has olive salad, al- olive salad on it. It is uh, built into the sandwich. Okay. Well, anyways, it was there. It's new. For $6. Yeah. It was good. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I don't like olives. I sure don't like olive salad. <laughs> but to me, but this doesn't had... pack a lot of olive flavor. Yeah. It packs the saltiness yep. that's really good in a sandwich like this. Mm. And much like the Bocadillo, the bread was perfect. Had a nice crust on the outside. It was soft and tender on the inside of the bread. It was layered well with the flavors. Um, you know, Sometimes you can get something like this and... The bread is overpowering and you don't get enough of the meat and cheese or the meat and cheese is overpowering. You don't get enough bread and and all. And I thought this was perfectly balanced. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this. I would I would get this again, especially for six bucks. Yeah. This is another like snack meal. Like this is one that's like, oh, man, we got, you know, we got sit down dinner reservations in like an hour. But boy, am I getting hangry. Get this thing just to tide you over for a little bit. Or the next thing. Yeah. What's the next thing? Crawfish pie. New for six seventy five. This was super cute and a little cup with it looked like a uh, a better than Pillsbury, like yeah. grand on top. Like a flaky biscuit. It was so pretty and yeah. it looked good and it tasted really good. There wasn't a ton of crawfish, I don't think, in it, correct? But um, that flavor, yeah. holy moly, 
there was no doubt that this was made with crawfish. Absolutely. Even if there weren't a ton of chunks of it. Correct. Um, the one bite I did get, I did get a small tail. Yeah, I think um, I did too. And yeah, this like, and, and Lucy said perfectly, when you look at the color. Oh, and she's and a kind New of the Orleans thickness. Girl. You could tell that they really made like a roux yep. and they spent time on it and they let it get that, you know, dark, thick, brownish oh, color and then added everything else in the stock and the crawfish and the flavors. And it was really good. Super duper flavorful. Awesome. Um, I could eat one on my own for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's the size of like, you know, your typical like yeah. ramekin. Super um, cute. But I loved the flaky biscuit kind of on top mm-hmm. instead of it being like a actual pie. Yeah. Because all of the crust stayed flaky. Again, if you made an actual pie where you also had crust on the bottom, that's just going to get super saturated and soggy. So I thought this was outstanding. I know what you were looking forward to the most was dessert. And what was that? Bananas Foster's Bread Pudding. It is new. It is $4.75. What'd you think? Um, This is the best dessert. It was fantastic. Okay. Okay. I loved every bite of it. In fact... Thank you all for just taking a bite and then yeah. letting me have the rest because yeah. I did. I ate it. I loved every bit of it. The bread pudding, like it was the pudding, the bread pudding and then bananas on top. And then like, I think there was some ice cream or something or something. I don't know. It was Yeah. I think there's some sort of cream sauce with it, it as well. It was all so good. Yeah. I mean, slices of banana oh, yeah. and the, as though yep. they had been, you know flambéed with rum and brown sugar and all yep. of that sitting on top like this other than the fact that we didn't see them make this correct it seemed like something you'd get made table side mm-hmm. at a restaurant so good. i loved it too yeah this will be another one that'll be hard to like not i just get started to say back. this like the next time we go like i'd love because again i only got like one bite of the crawfish pie i would love to go back and get a crawfish pie and a bananas foster mm-hmm. and just you and i yeah share it all right, we got time. We got four months. So, uh, next at the refreshment outpost, <clears throat> excuse me, I stopped for a lavender martini. This is Boyd and Blair potato vodka with lavender and lemon for eleven fifty. Didn't didn't love it. It was. Oh, I thought it was good. Didn't yeah, I notice some? Yeah, it just. I, I don't know. One. It was just one of those. I don't know. Like it. It was one. Of the, I just didn't have. Maybe I just don't have an opinion on it. Like I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was just there. Okay. It was refreshing. I like. I will say that you liked it I a did. lot more. Uh, maybe I see I might uh, I feel like a lot of people have very strong opinions on the flavor of lavender yeah I just I think I'm one of the people that just doesn't like lavender yeah I just happen to not like it the way somebody's like I just don't like cilantro or whatever it may be like you just don't like that flavor yeah and that must be me well yeah but like cilantro is way different I know I know I think it tastes like soap yep all right, we're going to move on to Florida fresh and this was actually I believe the last booth booth we did of the day um as we were kind of getting ready to head out, go back to uh, see Lacey and all, because she was back with the team and stuff at the hotel. Uh, first is the grilled street corn on the cob with savory garlic spread and spicy corn chips. This is plant-based. It's a garden graze item for five seventy-five. Um, five. I, yeah, I just it's not bad. It's just, it's five seventy-five for an ear of corn. They're putting the savory garlic spread on it, which is fine. Then they're literally rolling it in crushed like spicy Fritos. Mm. Um, my only bigger problem, and it's again, it's not bad, but it's five seventy five for an ear of corn. Right. Right. I just, right. I don't think that they're, they're literally grilling them right in front of you. I like oh, yeah. the That's flavor cool. of a little bit of char on your corn on the cob. Here's my biggest problem with this. And it's okay. They wrap the stalk in tinfoil, which they need to, 
right? So you have your handle, as we've talked about. Corn right. has this wonderful built-in handle. And they're going to wrap it after it's cooked. It's going to help you hold it, whatever. But then they also wrap the tinfoil about a third up the stalk so that the bottom third of the corn, I'm sorry, of the corn, not the stalk, about a third up on the corn oh, yeah. so that you get zero flavor on there. Yeah. And then another thing, I witnessed two or three people in front of me, and the poor cast members, I mean, they're doing everything they can. Like, you can only get so many of these chips to stick to the, the garlic spread, right? And both people in front of me were like, can you put more chips on it? And they're like, That's, it's just the way it holds. Like, it's hot out here. It's melting. We, we really can't. I'm so sorry. Wow. And I'm just like, just take your thing and eat it. But or, it's not bad. Or take some chips and put it on the plate. Yeah, I mean, they could have done it. that, I guess. But I, I just, I think 575 can be spent better elsewhere. I agree. That's all. Like, for example, throw an extra dollar in and get our next item, which Black was what? fish slider with roasted tomatoes, watercress, and citrus ramelade on a brioche. That's a new this new. year. Yeah, this was really good. I remember I took just one little bite, and it was fantastic. So... I well, I want to say for me, this was the surprise standout dish of the day. Okay. I can't say it for sure because Lucy and Caleb had only already told me how good it was. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like I just went in blind. I specifically got it and we stopped here because they said how good it was. Okay. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah. I loved it. The blackening was real good. Mm -hmm. The fish was super flaky. The yeah, bun you was were perfect. Worried about that, which yeah. I was like, I mean, if they make, if they do a good fish, like even tilapia, you cannot taste yeah. fishy sometimes. It, I loved was it. Was it tilapia? Do you? I honestly know? don't know. So if it was, good on you guys because you, you fooled me. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was. I, this is one of those dishes where if somebody says, I don't really like fish. You know, or mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of like fish, but it needs to be done this. I like, I would get this, and I think you may go, okay, I like this fish, you know, and you might not, but it was super good. It's another one I'd get again. Nice, I loved it, and awesome. and I next time will not share. <laughs> okay, all right, let's move on to the citrus blossom. This is inside of the Odyssey, which they have been killing it mm -hmm. with the setup inside of the Odyssey for all these festivals. I'm yeah. so glad that they are still making use of this wonderful space and they're always putting a food kitchen in there. They're setting up tons of tables where you can get out of the heat. You can relax. There's going to be merchandise or artwork or in this case, flowers, things to buy, like a stage. There's projections on the wall. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. What do we get here? Um, we got the orange sesame tempura with orange chili sauce. Shrimp. Yeah, oh, did I leave that word you missed out? The pro you missed the protein portion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it is new for $7. Um, this was really good. Yeah, it was. Like, it really was. It It's your shrimp tempura and orange chili sauce. I like think there were five of them as well, maybe. So it was a good portion, mm -hmm. especially for 7 bucks in shrimp. And what they did is they, uh, you know, peeled the vein the shrimp, tail off. They stick a skewer through it so it's straight. Mm -hmm. So it's this like ends up being like a four or five inch long shrimp. Yeah. It's perfectly straight. Batter it, tempura it, take the skewer out. It still holds that straight portion. So it's weird when you first get it yeah. because almost like the lumpia, you're just like, are these like these five little just straight things? There's a shrimp inside there. <laughs> but it was so good. And the orange chili sauce was like your orange chicken. Mm -hmm. But yeah, basically this is orange chicken, but with shrimp. Yeah. I loved really it. Good. I really, really, really liked it. Uh, what else did we get that I thought was outstanding? <laughs> We got the citrus baked brie with preserved lemon marmalade, lemoncello 
macerated blueberries and spiced macarona almonds. Marcona almonds. Okay, those for five twenty-five. This is new as well. Yeah. What did you? What do you think? I mean, you just said. I, well, I actually, loved it. You said you loved it. I I um, yet I've almost yet to find if you put brie in any sort of fruit together. I'm loving it. I don't think I loved it because of the fruit. Really? We love brie, the baked brie know, with the I raspberries. The I don't remember. Lo- I remember loving the, um, didn't we get the cake? No, that was, that was Festival of the Arts. Oh. They're all blending together now. They yeah. are blending together. But we, we did get. The orange lemon smoothie in the souvenir orange bird sipper cup. And this is, of course, non-alcoholic. And it's nice because when you buy the orange bird, they're like, do you want it in the bird or yeah. do you want it on the side? So They say the said, same thing about um, stuffing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is an orange bird sipper holding an orange sipper. Yeah, it's super cute. It's absolutely adorable. Yep. I love him. Um, and for an additional cost, you can get an orange bird uh, little golden book. Yep. Which we did. Not do. No, we thought we did. We thought we did, I but ask, I thought it was all one. She looked at the receipt yeah. and then I did. And the, the orange lemon smoothie's good. Oh, it's really yeah. good. It, it's it's yeah, it's not overly any anything, which sometimes I feel like those can be. Yeah. But I mean, he's just too adorable to pass up for fifteen bucks. We've got several of them now. I think that's our third. Yep. Um, color on that one back there is fading, unless that's how he always looked. I'm not sure, but I think all right. he's always looked. They're changing them so, up. That was our 21 items, mostly new, mostly food that we tried at this flower and garden. We will be back for sure trying more on April 14th, on April Mm -hmm. 15th, on April 22nd. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Move into, I'm sure we'll go Mother's Day weekend. So we will make sure during the course of this, hopefully sooner than later, we can work through all the booths. We can give you uh, some more opinions on food as we see it and as we have it, uh, as well as at Mardi Gras and the festival there over at Universal. So... Thank you all so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Uh, of course, every time that we eat or drink anything at these festivals, we go live in our Patreon group. You can find out more about that and sign up at wonderlandcrew.com. If you're booking that next Disney travel, reach out to Chuck for a free quote at mainstmagictravel.com. Hit subscribe. And of course, we'd be so thankful if you could leave us a rating and review. Because it helps our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.